Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm an astrologer and a yoga teacher, and each week I let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on Earth. So before we get into the episode, I wanted to mention that I heard your requests. A lot of you said that you were interested in my new moon and full moon restorative rituals, but you were not interested in practicing yoga with me during the week. So I heard you. I get it. We started something new in online yoga club. It's called the moon membership, and you can join me monthly for the new moon and the full moon restorative rituals, and also get a guided meditation each month for the planetary season that we are in. If you were interested in joining me for those new moon and full moon rituals and getting a guided meditation each season, the moon membership is perfect for you. It's a great way for you to develop a relationship with the moon cycle. So I hope you'll join us. You can head over to my website, veronicaparetti.com slash moon membership, and I will link it up in the show notes below. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica and spring has officially sprung. We are in airy season. The spring equinox occurred on Sunday when the sun entered the sign of Aries, which means that my solar return is just around the corner as an early Aries baby myself. So I thought I would share with you what a solar return is because one of my regular listeners and yoga students and friends Some of you know her, Veronica Grant. We got into a nice conversation about it after my yoga class last Friday, and I thought that is something that people probably should know about. So every year on your birthday, or really it could be the day before or day after your birthday, when the sun comes back to exactly where it was, the moment you took your first breath, you have a solar return. And that moment has its own chart. And that is your solar return chart for the year. So I am turning 39. So my 39th year will have specific themes that are in my solar return chart. So based on where the moon is, what the aspects are, what the planets are doing, what's the rising of that chart. And so all of these things are going to play into my year. And they have a lot to do with how I plan what I'm going to focus on for the year, what my goals are going to be. So if you're interested in doing your solar return chart, it is a wonderful way to use a reading, and it doesn't have to be your whole reading. If you book an hour with me, a regular natal chart reading, we can take a peek at your solar return chart. My astrologer on demand clients, they love getting their solar return chart. That's one of the benefits of doing astrologer on demand is that you get four readings with me, one a quarter. And you can book one near your birthday. We look at your solar return as well as what else is going on in the sky. And it's a great way to just check in with what the stars have in store for you for the year ahead, for this year of life. So if you're interested, that is available to you. You know where to go. You can head over to my website, veronicaparetti.com. 
you can book a regular reading with me and just let me know that you're interested in looking at your solar return, whether or not your birthday is upon us, although it is a fun thing to do on or near your birthday. And if you're interested in astrology on demand, you can also go over to my website and check out the details on that, or just shoot me a message and we can chat and see if it's the right fit for you. So on to what's going on for the week. We are in transition. We're transitioning from Pisces endings to Aries beginnings because Pisces is the very end of the Zodiac. It is the last sign of the Zodiac and Aries is the beginning. So the spring equinox is our astrological new year. And then we get a little second astrological new year when we get the new moon in Aries because it always feels like it's not really real until we get that new moon in Aries that really kicks it off and makes us feel like we're taking off into the next chapter. So you might feel like you are in the mess right now. You might feel like you are in the messy middle between bursts of intense energy, excitement about what's ahead, and then feeling like you're wiped out and you just can't put one foot in front of the other. It feels like that because we do have quite a few planets still in Pisces. We have Mercury, which was joined with Jupiter on Monday of this week. And after Mercury in Pisces joined up with Jupiter in Pisces on the 21st, he's on his way to Neptune because Jupiter and Neptune are hanging out pretty close to one another. We're going to have a very important conjunction between Jupiter and Neptune, the two planets that have the most to do with your sense of faith and your sense of spirit. And they are in the sign that they co-rule. Pisces, the sign that has the most to do with the subconscious. So we're in for a very interesting trip of an Aries season because there's a lot of Pisces activity while we are all celebrating the dawn of spring with the sun in the sign where it is exalted, which is Aries, of course. So I'm a little partial to Aries since I have a lot of planets in Aries, but I do love Piscean energy. It's a little funky when they mix though, because Aries wants to just run forward full speed ahead and Pisces is sleepy. It is the last sign of the Zodiac. It wants to take a nap, be in the dream, fantasize, meditate, just float in the ethers and Aries is, you know, it's fire. It's ready to rock and roll. So here we are betwixt the two, but Mercury rules our mind and how we process things. And Mercury in Pisces is a bit funky because our mind likes to be sharp. It likes to figure things out. And Mercury is all about feeling. So if you want to make that Mercury in Pisces happy this week, you want to put on music and dance and create art and write and be creative and allow your feelings and your emotions and the energy of the moment to be the thing that is most important. Let logic and numbers and your to-do list take a back seat. It won't be much longer now because by the end of the week, Mercury will move into Aries and then you will be back to thinking clearly 
being direct and blunt and truthful at all costs. So before we get there, Mercury will go from meeting up with Jupiter, as I mentioned on Monday, to meeting up with Neptune on Wednesday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we really have Mercury in that Piscean flow. You might feel inspired to make magic happen, and you might just feel inspired to go to sleep. And either of those is okay. Most likely, you are going to have bursts of big electric energy because Mars squares Uranus on Tuesday. So in between these two very dreamy transits of Mercury with these two planets, Neptune and Jupiter, that have so much spiritual energy, we have the most electric energy Mars, the drive, the ambition, squaring Uranus, the liberator, the one that wants to break us free of anything that confines us. When these two square, it is a recipe for action. This is electric. It's explosive. You can be impulsive. This creates movement. Whatever happens on Tuesday or whatever happens as a manifestation of this transit is going to prompt you to take action. You might be having your antenna go off if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. We had Saturn squaring Uranus for almost all of 2021, and that is still part of the 2022 story. We're not feeling Saturn square Uranus right now, but we will start to feel him again toward the end of the year more toward the fall. So right now, Mars and Venus are traveling through the part of Aquarius where Saturn has already been. So Venus squared Uranus last Saturday on the 19th or so. And now Mars is coming through on Tuesday, the 22nd and squaring Uranus. Mars and Venus are bringing people into your life because Aquarius is the sign of community and friendships. They're bringing people into your life to help you move through whatever you were feeling stuck around in 2021. So pay attention to the people that show up this week or the people that return this week that you haven't seen in a while. Mars and Venus are the planets of relating. They bring people together. So I really like that Mars and Venus are together right now in Aquarius. I think everyone is experiencing a resurgence of their social life because of these two planets being so close together in the sign of Aquarius. And It's going to bring energy in that's going to help you make moves and break through whatever felt stale or stuck or immovable in 2021. So pay attention to what's going on on Tuesday, but we're really going to feel that through the whole week. So it's not just a Tuesday thing. The Mars square Uranus, I would say, is the most potent energy of the week other than Mercury's conjunctions with Jupiter and Neptune. Now, on Saturday, we're going to have Mercury sextiling Pluto. So Mercury goes from being in the dream state to the very last degrees of Pisces. 
and sextiles Pluto. So right before Mercury leaves the sign of Pisces, he puts a little strategy to the dreams that you've been dreaming. He gets a inspired moment of that's exactly how we're going to figure that out because Mercury sextile Pluto always comes up with a grand strategy. Now, last but not least, I know it's a lot of Mercury this week. He is really the one that's making some moves. He's moving quickly. He's going to move into Aries on Sunday. That means communication is going to be direct. It's going to be blunt. You're not going to feel wishy-washy anymore. It's going to be really clear. So if you've got some stuff percolating this week and you're getting some gut feelings about things, Again, Mars square Uranus can make you feel really impulsive if you can wait on making the decision for good till Sunday or Monday, that is optimal because once Mercury goes into Aries, it's going to be crystal clear. It's going to be direct. You're going to know what you want to do. Now, next week, we have something else that's really big happening on Monday, and I probably won't get to you until after that. So I want to make sure we talk about it. On Monday, March 28th, Venus will conjoin Saturn. Venus joining Saturn makes for committed partnerships. Now, it can make or break commitments because you might notice your boundaries come up or you might notice someone else's boundaries come up because remember, Saturn loves a boundary. Saturn loves to give us give Saturn loves to give us restriction. So you might feel restricted in the relationship and realize that it's time to break the commitment. For many of us, for most of us, I think this will be an opportunity to make a long-term commitment. Any long-term plans that you initiate with the Venus conjunct Saturn are probably going to last a long time, hence their long-term plans. But meaning if you commit to something, it's probably going to be hanging around for quite some time. It can be really fortifying for relationships and it can be a source of safety and security in the relationship. For some of us, it might be the opposite, but I think for most of us, it's going to give us a sense of strength within the relationship if the relationship is strong to begin with. And if you are starting a new partnership or a new relationship, It's certainly a really good aspect for starting a long-term commitment with someone new. And remember, Venus just moved through the part of the sky where Saturn was when he was squaring Uranus. So you might get some movement forward with something that has felt stuck all of 2021. And all of a sudden, you start to see things are moving forward. They're moving in the right direction. Moves are happening. Changes are happening. And they feel steady and stable because Venus and Saturn coming together does feel steady and stable. The other thing that's going to happen next week is that we will have the new moon in Aries at 11 degrees. That's going to be Thursday night, Friday morning, depending on where you are in the world. This is going to be a nice new moon. I haven't looked at it super closely yet, but Jupiter and Neptune are getting pretty close together because they're going to join together on April 12th. As I mentioned, that's one of the big things that's going to happen in the next four weeks. So stay tuned for more on that. But this new moon, they're pretty close together. So I think this is going to be a nice new moon. Plus, I think this is our last new moon before eclipse season. So next week, we're going to talk about the new moon. I just wanted to give you a little taste of it. Before I go, let's review through the week. 
with Saturn hanging out in techie, community-oriented Aquarius until 2023, we're all redefining our relationship to social media. So I've been going old school. Yep, I'm really into texting. It's so 2002. Every two to three days, I send an astro update right to your phone. Text I'm in to 917-540-3401 and you'll always be in the know when Mercury retrogrades and when the new moon arrives, along with any other significant planetary happenings. Text I'm in to 917-540-3401. So let's just take a moment to review the week day by day. On Monday the 21st, we had Mercury join Jupiter. That means whatever you were thinking about was expanded and made bigger by good old Jupiter. On Tuesday the 22nd, Mars squares Uranus. That makes things feel electric, impulsive, Things might feel a little over the top. Also, if you're feeling particularly emotional with the Mercury, Pisces, Jupiter, Neptune soup that's happening, this could also amplify that because this is such an electric transit. It might amplify whatever is already up for you right now. On Wednesday, we have Mercury joining Neptune. Now, The last two weeks, we had Sun join Jupiter and then Neptune, and now Mercury is doing that same dance. I felt so wiped out from the Sun conjunct Neptune. So Wednesday, you might notice that you feel wiped out. You might notice that your brain is just not running as it normally is. That is 100% Neptune. He is letting us know that it's time to take a break from the spreadsheets and spend some time meditating, sleeping, dreaming, all of those good yummy Piscean things. On Thursday, we have the last quarter of the moon cycle. So the moon enters Capricorn. We start to move into that last week of the moon cycle where everything starts to wane. We start to go inward a little bit. We start to reflect. Then Friday, we don't have any transits other than moon stuff. The moon will try and Uranus. That will be nice after that Mars square Uranus. You might find that you are able to put some things together and make some stuff happen, especially because the moon in Capricorn does like to, you know, do some work. And then on Saturday, we will have Mercury sextile Pluto. That is where we're going to really feel the mess of the week start to focus because Mercury, sextile Pluto, loves the strategy. So if you've had all this stuff percolating, all this stuff you've been dreaming about, but maybe you've been struggling to get it on paper, Mercury, sextile Pluto might help you do it on Saturday, especially because we will have a moon in Capricorn. And right now, pretty much everything in the sky is air, water, and the sun is in Aries, so that's fire. But really, we don't have any earth. And when there's no earth, it's hard to take the stuff that's going on in our head and actually manifest it in the material world. So it's helpful when the moon is in a sign like Capricorn to make things happen in reality. Then finally, on Sunday, 
Mercury moves into Aries, we get a little more fire in the sky and the moon will have moved into Aquarius, adding to the air. And you know what air and fire do? Air makes fire grow brighter. So that's your week. And one more time before I go, if you are interested in looking at your solar return chart, which is on my mind because I'm obsessing over my personal solar return chart, I'm wondering how that moon in Capricorn is going to be treating me in my 39th year, to be perfectly honest. Plus, we've got Venus stuck between Saturn and Mars right now. So that's going to be part of my chart too. So wish me luck for 39. If you're interested in looking at your solar return, how it's impacting you right now, perhaps how it's impacting you next year, depending on when your birthday is, I would love to take a look at that with you. If you've never had a reading, you know where to find me. Head over to my website, veronicaparetti.com. You can learn about all of the options there, as well as Astrologer On Demands, which is a wonderful opportunity to work with me for a year. You get four readings, one each quarter, and that gives us an opportunity to go a lot deeper then we are able to go with just one one hour reading. So all of the options are there. The links are also in the show notes below. You have questions, you know where to find me and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. It's such an honor to be here in your ears every week. If you like the show, I hope that you take the time to rate and review it either on Apple or Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think might like the show, you can share this episode with them right from your podcast feed. All right. I'll talk to you next week.